Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast where we remember and celebrate all things and everything classic TV. Today, we're going to take a look back at the life and the legacy and the career of Harry Belafonte, who passed away last week at the age of 96 after having suffered from congestive heart failure. Harry Belafonte is someone we honestly do not remember when we first heard about Harry Belafonte or who he was. He just always seemed to be in the background. He just always seemed just to be there. His presence was just that strong and that undeniable. He was just that much of a presence. But uh, you know, he was also one of the few celebrities to have won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Harry was born on the 1st of March, 1927 in Harlem, and he was raised in Jamaica. Following his time in high school, he joined the Navy and served during World War II. After his time in the Navy and after World War II came to an end, he decided to pursue an acting career. He took acting classes in the late 1940s, and he began taking singing lessons, began a singing career, rather, to pay for those acting classes. That was when he began to really change the face of music. He introduced the world to the sound of calypso music. Prior to that, he definitely began to make his appearance known in films. He was in Carmen Jones, which was released in 1954, which starred the beautiful and lovely, luscious Dorothy Dandridge. But it was his singing career the album that he released just two years later in 1956 titled Calypso that really put him on the map. This was the first million selling album by any single artist in music history according to the Billboard charts. It spent 31 weeks at number one during the year of 1956. This was the album that included that song that he's most famous for best known for the Banana Boat song or Deo. Now that's still my favorite Harry Belafonte song still. It's the first song I think I remember hearing by him. I think that's the story for both of us. And uh, yeah, I listened to it just the other day and he absolutely, I mean, he was amazing with that song. The song peaked, I believe, at number four in the Billboard charts. And of course that was on the Calypso album. But he introduced the country to, again, a brand new style of music. And of course, he was such a very attractive man, very intelligent, very outspoken, very well-spoken. He just really made a statement just whenever he showed his face. Even if he didn't say anything or said very little, which that really wasn't like him to say very little, he was very outspoken. Um, He just made a dent, an impact everywhere he went, whatever he was involved in. He was also in the film Island in the Sun, which was released in 1959. And that movie also starred Joan Fontaine, amongst others. I believe Joan Collins was also in the film. Uh, the two actually had an affair while making that movie. According to Harry's, I believe, his autobiography, he referenced to his affair with Joan Collins. But uh, throughout the 1950s, not through the 60s, Harry was a force to be reckoned with. I mean, he won an Emmy Award for his special in 1959, The Revlon Review, Tonight with Belafonte. 
I believe that all of these specials, a lot of the specials that Harry was in are, are available for viewing over on YouTube. I haven't looked around to see all of the ones that are there, but there's a lot of good stuff that you can see regarding Harry's career within television right over on YouTube. He also appeared in TV specials with Julie Andrews and Lena Horne. And, of course, Petula Clark. Now, since this is a classic TV podcast, we wanted to take the time to focus on two very major aspects within Harry's career in regard to television. Both of these instances took place in the 60s. They took place, actually, within the same year, 1968. First of all, for the very first time, Johnny Carson, of course, was hosting The Tonight Show. He'd been hosting for almost six years. And in February of 1968, he decided to turn his show completely over to Harry. Because there are a lot of issues going on in the countries of 1968. I mean, the Vietnam War was definitely a very, very strong issue going on. There were so many people who were opposed to the war. Well, you had those who were in favor of it. And that was a real hot button within the country. And it brought a lot of division, a lot of violence. And that was something that was just on the forefront of everybody's mind at that time. Of course, there were also the civil rights struggles. I mean, the civil rights movement, all the struggles in regard to that. And of course, there were, you know, women's rights. You know, women were also, you know, out there fighting, you know, for their rights as well. There was police brutality. I mean, there was just so much chaos going on in this country as of 1968. And Johnny Carson felt very strongly about a lot of the issues that were going on at that time of the day. But he didn't quite feel as though, although he was the host of the show, he didn't quite feel as though he was the best person to address those issues. So he decided that Harry Belafonte was going to be the best person to address all of the issues. And he wanted these issues to be addressed on The Tonight Show. So for the first week, the first early part of February, 1968, February the 5th through the 9th, he turned his entire show over to Harry Belafonte, making Harry the very first black individual African-American to host any kind of a talk show on television. And not only did he turn the show over to him and Harry would talk about whatever he wanted to, he gave him free reigns, free reign of the show. He completely gave him charge of the show. He could do whatever he wanted. He could talk about what he pleased. He could have even the guests that he wanted on the show. So he completely gave him authority to take control and to do what he wanted. And the guest list during that week was pretty incredible. I mean, you had the Smothers Brothers, you had Lena Horne. Dionne Warwick, Robert Goulet, Petula Clark. And of course, I think the people, the guests that really stand out the most, that stood out the most then, and even today, in my opinion, had to be these two gentlemen, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Bobby Kennedy, whom Harry supported for president that very same year. Also, guests included Paul Newman, Bill Cosby, Nipsey Russell. So it was just, uh, you know, I mean, it was a very unique group of guests that Harry picked to be on the show that week. And I mean, there, I haven't seen all the episodes, of course. Um, I did just the other night see the interview that Harry did with Bobby Kennedy. 
It's on YouTube. It was uploaded a couple of days ago. It's on the Johnny Carson channel. Very, very compelling. That's all I can say. Very, very compelling. I think the interview was about less than 30 minutes, but it's something that I definitely recommend you watching. I don't even have the words to describe the interview itself and how good it was, how on point that it was. It was just very, it was a, a very fitting and appropriate conversation to have during that time in this country. So definitely go over to YouTube and check that out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that is just absolutely unforgettable. Now, the Dr. King interview is not up as of yet in its entirety. There is a very brief video of it on YouTube. Uh, you know, of course, Harry and Dr. King, very close friends, confidants, very, very close. Um, Harry devastated by his assassination just two months later. Of course, sadly, Robert Kennedy was assassinated as well that June. So uh, seeing these two men on The Tonight Show with the other guests and with Harry Belafonte and then knowing what would happen just a few months later to them. Again, it's all very surreal, but it's definitely something that I recommend, you know, you know, people watching. But uh, after Harry's week on The Tonight Show, Donnie Carson publicly thanked not only Harry, but all the guests he had on the show for their quote unquote sit-in. He called it a sit-in. And as a result, there was a documentary done by Peacock about that week where Harry subbed for Johnny Carson. And it is called The Sit-In. I haven't seen it. There's some videos on YouTube that talk about the documentary. Uh, There's like a teaser for it on YouTube as well. I don't think the documentary itself is on YouTube. Not as of yet. Again, I'm not positive because I haven't exactly gone and looked for it. But um, there are definitely some discussions about the documentary. And again, there's a really great teaser for it. Uh, But yeah, it covers the entire week. Uh, This was, again, the 5th through the 9th of February, 1968. And it covers that entire week when Harry hosted The Tonight Show. These episodes would air in April, if I'm not mistaken. The other really phenomenal moment in TV history we want to talk about in regard to Harry Belafonte also took place, as I said, in 1968. This took place in uh, that April. Actually, this took place in March, but it was shown on TV a month later in April. Now, I mentioned Petula Clark. If you don't know Petula Clark, very popular singer in the 60s. All you uh, need to do is go and pull up her song, Downtown, which huge favorite of our mothers. That's how we know who Petula Clark is. Our mother loved Downtown when she was in high school. She always said that um, she was a uh, junior in high school when Downtown came out. Loved the song, uh, you know, played it constantly. I think she bought the album, you know, she became a big Petula Clark fan as a result of Downtown. She would, you know, she would buy, buy subsequent records and albums by her, became a lifetime, lifelong rather fan. And she passed that down, of course, to us. And so we too 
you know, fans of Petula Clark. And of course, Downtown is a great song. The song went to number one in 1965. And there's some great videos on YouTube of her singing it, both on the Ed Sullivan Show and other, you know, uh, TV shows of the day. And of course, there's the recording itself. It's a really great song. I can see why it was a number one hit. And it's a lot of fun to listen to, a lot of fun to sing along with as well. So Petula Clark, very, very popular, very successful musical artist. So successful that NBC gave her the opportunity to have her own variety special. The special was taped in March of 1968, and amongst the guests that Petula wanted to be on the show was Harry Belafonte. Well, for the show, Petula wrote, composed a song called On the Path to Glory. It was an anti-war song. She, along with Belafonte, very opposed to the Vietnam War, and that was something that they definitely, you know, felt the same way about. They shared that, you know, that feeling. They had that in common. And she wanted Harry to sing the song along with her. So the two are doing a rehearsal. They're taping, actually, taping, you know, this part of the variety show. And they're singing the song. And they got really emotional. It was a very emotional song, a very emotional time, a very emotional subject and situation altogether. So they're singing the song, and in the middle of it, Petula grabs a hold of Harry's arm. And they're singing the song together, and she's holding on to his arm. Well, Chrysler, one of the sponsors of the special, um, one of the representatives from Chrysler named named Doyle Lott became belligerent, hysterical, very upset by Petula grabbing Harry's arm during the song. Now this is on YouTube. I don't know if the entire special is, I think it is, but you can definitely go and check out when Harry and Petula are singing this song and she grabs a hold of his arm. Now I saw this a long time ago. When I first heard about this, I was like I, I thought the story didn't make any sense. And so I went to YouTube. I wanted to look it up. And when I saw it, this was again a long time ago. And I was pretty much like, that's it. That's all. It's, 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 it's very, very innocent. It's on YouTube. I went and checked it out last week as we prepared for this episode. And again, both of us, same reaction we had, you know, the first time we saw it, like that's, that's that's all that's the big deal seriously it was it's unbelievable that i mean that something so very innocent would have been blown out of proportion but this guy was very upset and he demanded that you know they do another take you know they were all like the director you know steve bender was the director i i think he had a little bit of trepidation about it as well and you know they were like okay you know we need another take Patula Clark didn't understand why they wanted to do another take. She thought it was fine the way it was. Why are we doing another take? And they were like, oh, well, you stand over here and Harry can stand over there. Y'all stand away from each other, stand far apart. Harry, of course, knew what was going on from the very beginning. Patula said years later in an interview also on YouTube that she did not understand what they were talking about, what the whole big deal was, why they wanted to do another take. She said Harry already knew what it was about. It was about race. It was about the color of their skin, the difference in the color of their skin, and he knew right away. She caught on later, and the whole thing absolutely was ludicrous. Long story short, um, her husband co-produced the special with her. 
And uh, long story short, they burned all of the other takes of uh, that she and Harry Belafonte did. All the other takes of the song were burned, destroyed, erased. I don't think they were burned, but they were definitely... <laughs> burned is not the word I was trying to say. I'm trying to say that these other takes were erased. They were all erased. And so the only take that they had was the one where Petula had a hold of Harry's arm. So they presented the special to NBC. They refused to, you know, take anything out, do anything differently, do anything over. And the um, rep from Chrysler was actually fired, believe it or not, for his uh, protesting of the whole thing. Now, of course, this made big news. It, it, it made it was a headline story, you know big, like I said, story. And all it really did was just give the special even higher ratings and people look forward to seeing it. And the ratings were very, very good. And the show was nominated, the special was nominated for an Emmy. And again, the ratings were very high and, you know, the show, the special had critical acclaim. So, you know, the whole thing backfired. You know, it totally backfired on what that guy was trying to do from Chrysler and anyone else who was protesting about it because the guy from Chrysler, Doyle Lott, was saying that, well, hey, we don't want to offend our white Southern audience. You know, you've got a, a, a white woman grabbing onto a black man's arm. You know, no one's seen that before. But that's not exactly true because on Nancy Sinatra's special Moving with Nancy which was uh also on NBC the year before she kissed one of her guest stars on the show who happened to be a black man Sammy Davis Jr. kissed him on the cheek i believe it was a kiss on the cheek might have been a kiss on the lips but she kissed him so uh this was not the first time, actually, that you saw a black man and a white woman have some kind of an interaction on national television. But, uh, yeah, the special ended up airing on April the 8th, 1968, four days after the assassination of Dr. King. And again, it was a very big hit, very successful. And um, there, if there were any complaints, um, it really didn't make that much of a big deal. It really did not create much of a fuss, fortunately. But, um, and of course, you know, Harry had been all over TV. You know, Harry had been on the Ed Sullivan show, the Nat King Cole show. Uh, you know, he was on the Flip Wilson show in the seventies. He was also on the Muppet show in the seventies as well. He's on Sesame street, the Smothers Brothers show. So yeah, Harry had a, you know, definitely had, you know, some appearances on TV, However, his activism began to really take over a lot as of the 60s. And you didn't really see him a lot in movies. I mean, he was in Uptown Saturday Night with Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby, Flip Wilson. If you haven't seen that movie, uh, it was released in 1974. I definitely recommend you checking it out. It's really a good movie. And uh, you have to definitely take a look for Harry in that movie. So he was still, you know, singing, acting, and on TV and the like. But he spent most of his time really with his activism he was that really took up a lot of his time he used his platform as a celebrity to really stand up for causes that he believed in and i've always really admired that about him of course if you grew up in the 80s like we did you will also remember that he was a part of the we are the world song which was released in 1985 if you remember the video because harry was a very tall man he was on the back row singing along standing next to Dan Aykroyd. So he was involved in that as well. 
But uh, yeah, Harry was always someone that we always respected, admired, you know, our family and, and the two of us. So, uh, yeah, very saddened by his passing. But I must say he lived a very long life, a very fruitful, productive life. He did a lot within his life, touched a lot of other people's lives. And he has a legacy that definitely will never be forgotten, never be erased. Because he definitely is someone that we always have had a lot of respect for. And, uh, you know... Very, again, as I said, very outspoken, stood up for what he believed in, didn't care about any fallout or the consequences. He always followed his convictions, followed his heart. And uh, again, definitely someone that we have enormous respect for and admiration for. So we definitely had to do an episode to commemorate the life and the legacy of this really unforgettable man. Harry Belafonte, rest well. You did wonderfully, sir. And that's going to wrap up this episode of Two Sisters in a TV, the classic TV podcast, which celebrates and remembers all things and everything classic TV. We will have a brand new episode coming up next week. We have some episodes already ready to bring to you. We will not go in to uh, what next week's episode will be because we're still kind of deciding that. But I will say this. We also are going to pay homage to another um, unforgettable celebrity who passed away recently, Jerry Springer. Because if you again, you know, I was a young adult in the 90s in college. My sister was in elementary school and, and, you know, growing up in the 90s. And Jerry Springer was definitely a part of our TV watching in those days. So we have to do an episode to talk about Jerry Springer and how he changed the face of not only television itself, but daytime television and the talk show circuit. So that episode is probably going to be the one coming up next week, to be honest with you. A few others will follow that we already have ready, but those will be a surprise. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for always joining us. Thank you for your support. And above all, thank you for your time. We'll see you next week with that brand new episode as we take a look back at the life and the legacy of Jerry Springer. So until that time and when that episode drops, we'll see you all then.